Star Wars, how to dominate the constellation. Hello, my wonderful friends. This is Joseph Helen here. And I'm bringing you the second episode on this amazing topic of Star Wars. So this is going to be episode number two. Star Wars, how to dominate the constellation. I'm going to take you straight to the point. So whatever happens on the face of the earth is determined by the heavens. So life and death are programmed in the constellation. If you know that, every time you talk, there are things that record every single thing you say. And these recordings are programmed into the heavenly places, which is where we have the stars. So, in the Bible, darkening of the sun, moon, and stars stands for death. The one who lives has their sun, moon, and stars shining bright. So, if your sun, your moon, or your stars are darkened, we are talking about death right there. But if your sun, moon, and stars are shining bright, then this is your portions, the child of God, and it means life. Now, you may wonder, where are you getting all this information from? All this information is from the Holy Bible. The Bible talks about these things, but the church tends to be ignorant about spiritual principles and codes of the prophetic that would enable you to succeed in life. Now, if you look at the book of Ecclesiastes 12, verse 2, the Bible says, this is a funeral, really. You know, it says that you need to remember the Lord your God when you're still young, when your sun is still bright and your moon is bright and your stars are bright. And it says in verse 2, while the sun or the light or the moon all the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. So if you continue reading Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it talks about a funeral where the eyes become dim and the teeth are falling off, you know, the gums, and where the hearing has become dim. Is it dim? What is the right word to use? When the hearing reduces, yeah, it's become faded when one is not able to hear things correctly because of old age and all that. And the Bible says towards the end, when the silver cord is loose. Now, the silver cord I've mentioned before is something that looks like an umbilical cord and it connects the spirits to the physical body. So when one dies, angels literally cut that silver cord. It's loosed so that the spirit is loosed from the body and the spirit flies away to God if you're a child of God, or to hell if you're a child of the devil. And the Bible talks about that funeral experience or that funeral service as having happened because the sun, the light of the sun, the light of the moon and the stars were darkened. Okay. Now every time somebody dies, their star dies too. When one is born, their star is born as well. So it's important for you to understand this. So since the word of God is light, and since higher levels of revelation stand for greater light, your constellation can be bright by virtue of the words you speak. You can rule the day like the sun if you speak and walk in the light of God's word. Now, it might be a bit confusing to somebody who doesn't understand that natural things are contained within spiritual things. So the greater is the spirit and the lesser is the natural. So the sun, as we see literally, is contained within a spiritual sun. And the moon is contained within a spiritual moon. And the same happens to all the stars and everything that's created. Even the earth itself is a physical manifestation of a spiritual earth. 
So when you speak, you influence the spirit and the spirit influences the natural. So if you speak positive words, words of life, if you speak the words of God, for example, if you say, I shall not die but live to declare the works of the Lord, that's Psalm 118 verse 17. Those words, when spoken over and over again, and when they're spoken consistently, are programmed upon the sun, moon, and stars in the spiritual realm. And that spirit informs the natural. Just like you are a spirit, and the things you know, you know spiritually. But your spirit informs your mind, and your mind controls the rest of your body. And the body influences the environment around you. So this is how God operates in every single thing. All the animals you see, anything you can touch, has its spiritual material or spiritual essence, which controls everything. So before a plant dies, that whole death process must have occurred in the spirit first. And you'll find that before you cut down a tree, you speak words. You say, I'm going to cut this tree down. You see, it's your statement that brings death to the plant because your statement contains the words that can give life to the plant or the words that can give it death. So the same happens to your body as well. You have on your tongue the power of life or the power of death. So what you speak as spirit, see the book the book of John 6, 63 says that it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they're spirit and they're life. So words are spirit and they can bring life. They can also bring death. So words contain the material world. Things that are tangible, things that you can touch, things that you can feel, things that you can see with your normal eyes are things that were created by use of spirit, which is words. Okay, so even in the constellation, when you speak certain words, they're registered and those words come to pass in your life. And that's why the Bible says in Isaiah 55, 11, that as the snows that come to the ground and the water, and it waters the ground and causes the grass to bud and the trees to grow and all that. So shall my word be, I paraphrase. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish the purpose which I sent it. So when God's word is spoken, it actually influences the natural world. And by the time it's echoed back to God, it shall have accomplished the purpose for which it was sent. And that's how it is. So when you speak, as I'm speaking right now, all these things are registered. Everything around me registers the things that I speak. And everything begins to move towards the direction of the word that I've spoken. And this is why it's very important for you to understand that you, you need to speak the right things. Okay? What you speak consistently and with authority and determination is what you'll get. I'm telling you, just try it. So Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word of God is a lamp and a light. So the word of God can influence the sun, moon, and stars. You see, the sun rules the day, but your words are more powerful than the words than what the sun does, and your words are more powerful than what the moon does or the stars do. If you go to the first episode, you'll find in this season of Star Wars uh, dominating the stars, if you go to the first episode, you'll find a lot of explanation. I've explained how the moon can strike somebody, how the sun can strike somebody, how the stars can fight somebody. I've explained how witches manipulate people's stars so that instead of you succeeding, you end up failing in life. Instead of you enjoying good health, you find that you're ever struggling with 
maladies and sicknesses and diseases because somebody who has superior spiritual knowledge has gone and manipulated your star. But as you talk in tongues and as you speak the word of God, you can actually reprogram your stars. The constellation can work to your benefit. I taught you in the last episode about Deborah and how she won the battle against Sarah. This battle was won in the heavenlies first. The Bible says in Judges 5 verse 20 that the stars in their courses above fought against Sisera. Sisera was fought in the stars. It was a star war. And from there, Sisera was defeated on the face of the earth. So you can have your victory as well in the heavenlies and then it manifests in the spiritual, in the natural realm. Pardon me. You can have your victory in the spiritual realm which is in the heavenlies. The spiritual sun, moon and stars. The spiritual sun, moon and stars will then influence your natural sun, moon and stars. And as God programmed and ordained them to rule the day and rule the night and to bring wisdom and knowledge, they will communicate the right thing over you so that you're not moon-stricken, you're not sun-smitten, and the stars don't work contrary to you. So the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now light begets light. So when you're dealing with the sun, moon, and stars, anything that produces light, then you have to give it its kind. And the kind is the Word of God. The Word of God is light. The sun is also light. The Word of God is light. The moon is light. The Word of God is light. The stars are light. So these, all these things hearken to the voice of God. They listen to the Word of God. And they do what the Word of God says they should do. And this is how you take complete dominion over the sun, moon, and stars. So God deals with the wicked by darkening their sun and their moon and their stars. So when God wants to deal with the wicked, he darkens their sun, their moon, and their stars. So that should never apply to you because you have God's righteousness. So your sun, moon, and stars must shine ever so brightly because you are a joint heir with Christ, okay? Now, prophet Isaiah saw in the spiritual realm a phenomenon that explained to him God's dealing with the wicked. Uh, these are the forces that fight your success, your, your health, your peace, your joy, and victory as a child of God. So he saw, I prophet as I saw, how all these things that fight your success, your health, your peace, your joy, your victory as a child of God operated. Remember that spirits use the constellation to do their work. They use the sun, moon, and stars to do their work. So evil spirits operate from the heavenly places just as much as God's angels do. You see, the second heaven is the domain of the demonic spirits. You and I operate from the first heaven. That's where we are seated in Christ in the heavenly places according to Ephesians 2 and verse 6. So, in the heavenly places, that's where the angels operate from, uh, whether they're fallen or whether they're holy angels. So, that's where Satan is currently stationed. He's stationed in the second heavens, above the stars, that is. So, don't think that the constellation is all there is. Above the constellation, there's a heaven. And that's where the spiritual forces operate from be they holy angels or be they demonic spirit. Okay, of course there are demons around the face of the earth, but this domain for things to be controlled, they have to be controlled from the heavenly places. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. They're not on earth, they're in the heavenly places, but they have evil spirits that sent on earth as their minions that they use to spearhead evil. Okay, so as a result, you can cause the devil's sun, moon, and stars to go dark and blank all his evil, okay? And all his pride and all his arrogance. 
okay? You can call those to be thwarted in the mighty name of Jesus because your domain is not the second heavens. Your domain is the first heaven. You're above the stars. You're seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you're above the second heaven, the domain of the angels. And you see, seating position determines authority. Jesus is the name above all names and he's seated at the right hand side of the Father. If you, if you look at the book of Ephesians 1, 20 and, and, and scriptures like that, he's seated in the heavenly places and we are seated in him. So we are way above all principalities and powers and dominions and rules. You know, Colossians 1 verse 16 talks about that. Yeah, We are above dominions. We are above all these principalities and powers. So we can speak words that influence the angelic realm and these angelic realms also influence the sun, moon, and stars. They use these things to dominate the earth and to dominate creation. And we can program these things the right way so that they manifest exactly what we need. But now let's look at the book of Isaiah 13, verse 10 to 11. Here is where Isaiah has the revelation on how to deal with the wicked. It says, For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light, the sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. And I will punish the world for their evil. You see how God punishes the world for their evil. He makes the sun to be darkened, and the moon not to cause a light to shine. Then he punishes the wicked for their evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. And he says, I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. So now the word constellation in the scripture above, the one I've just read in Isaiah 13 verse 10, the word constellation is kesil, K-E-S-I-Y-L, kesil. In Hebrew, it means Orion. Now, Orion is mentioned in the Bible by God himself, as he was teaching Job to prevail over Leviathan, uh, this depiction of Satan. So Leviathan was a depiction of Satan because Job thought it's God that was attacking him, when in actual case it was the devil, Satan himself, who was attacking him. And God started teaching Job to get to know how he can have dominion over the heavenlies and how he can subjugate, uh, not really subjugate, but subdue the devil and defeat him completely. So he started using similitude, started explaining to Job that the devil is like Leviathan. Leviathan was the most vicious dragon during the days of Job. It was a sea monster that used to drink lots of water but also used to produce, spit out fire. And nobody could defeat that dragon. So the devil used to ride on that dragon. You see, the devil has always used snakes. In the Garden of Eden, he used a snake and caused the snake to lie to Adam and Eve. He still does that. In fact, he's called a serpent himself. So God was explaining to Job about why he suddenly lost everything and why his health started failing. Because the battle was fought in the heavenlies. The stars were against him. That's why thunder and lightning would strike his children and, and his properties and his animals. You see, there was a battle that operated from heaven. Fire came from heaven and devoured everything. Things started from the heavenlies. So God came to teach him about Orion and how he could establish his dominion over the stars. So um, Orion is known to bind people. The wise can lose its bonds and get sweet influences instead. The Orion is a it's a star that binds people, but you can lose those bonds and be free and instead get sweet influences from around. So Job 38 verse 31 to 33, Job 38 verse 31 to 33 says, Can you bind the chains of Pleiades or loosen the cords of Orion? Orion has cords. So God says, Job, for you to be free, you need to learn how to deal with the constellation. 
you can make statements right now and sacrifice and you you will be free and when you do that you'll have loosed the cords of Orion and you'll have bound the chains of Pleiades can you bring out constellations in their season he's asking Job can you guide the bear with her cubs see God is talking about the, the stars do you know the laws of heavens God asks him Job you're complaining here that I'm the one who's attacked you with sickness and disease and poverty but do you know the laws of heaven? Can you regulate their authority over the earth? That the heavens have authority over the earth. But somebody needs to regulate that authority that the heavens have over the earth. So God asks Job about his knowledge of the rules of stars. He asks if Job could regulate their authority over the earth. So you can cause your constellations to bring good influences over your life and your environment. So stars have authority but it's your job to regulate that authority for it to bring good and beneficial results on that. This you can do by speaking the revealed word of God and by speaking in tongues. Tongues is the language of the stars and their corresponding angels. Remember, angels are also called stars and they're angels who are directly responsible for specific stars. Now, to turn the shadow of death into life, God uses Pleiades and Orion to turn the shadow of death into life. That means to cancel death sentence and to decree life. God uses Pleiades and Orion. These two stars work together to bind or to lose. They can bind you or lose you. They can bind your blessings or lose them. They respond to your words of faith. Listen to me. They respond to your words of faith. That's why David always instructed the stars to praise the Lord. A star that praises the Lord can only bring you good. Amos 5 verse 8 says, Seek him that makes the seven stars, the seven stars are called Pleiades, and Orion, and he turns the shadow of death into the morning and makes the, the day dark with night, that calls for the waters of the sea and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. That's Amos 5 verse 8. You hear these scriptures. So notice that the rains that water the earth are controlled by the same stars. So God is amazingly wise. In his creation, he has programmed everything to operate in a certain way and to respond to his command. So these stars cause the ocean water to evaporate to form clouds, which ultimately precipitate onto the earth as rain. Rain stands for God's words and his blessings that never return void. So as you declare God's revealed word and as you pray in tongues, your rain and showers of blessings will fall to your ground with amazing blessings. Did you know that in the spiritual realm, bears stand for destruction and bulls stand for blessings? Did you know that? Even in the stock exchange, bulls or Taurus and bears Arcturus, you see, Taurus is a bull. The star that's like a bull is called Taurus. And a bear is an Arcturus. They stand for upward trends or downward trends in the stock exchange. So bulls and bears, that means things are going up. Bulls, bears, things are coming down. <laughs> Do you see? And bulls are called Taurus and bears are called Arcturus. Those are the stars. So you see, they actually affect, they actually affect the stock exchange. You see, companies that rule the world are companies that are mostly listed in different stock exchange um, entities all over the world. That's New York Stock Exchange, there's NASDAQ, there is Poor and Young, there is, um, you know all of them, there's so many. In our country, we have our NIS, Nairobi NSI, Nairobi Stock. Nairobi NSE, Nairobi Stock Exchange, Nairobi Stock Exchange, yes. So every country, I think, have their own 
But we know the big ones that rule the world. Yeah? Um, so when you're talking about bears, it means things are coming down. Things are being pulled down. Your business is being pulled down. Your health is coming down. When you're talking about bulls, things are going up. That's why even in the Old Testament, bulls were used for sacrifice. And you know, there are angels of God that look like bulls. They're called cherubim. One face looks like that of a bull. There are four faces. Another one looks like that of an eagle. Another one looks like that of a man. And another one looks like that of a lion. So you see, bears are only mentioned negatively in the Bible, coming to fight and destroy things. Yeah? The, um, the rulership of Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel chapter 2 is likened to the rulership of a lion and then the rulership of the Medes and the Persians who destroyed the Babylonian kingdom and defeated them are likened to, to that of a bear. And then the, uh, the Greek empire that destroyed the Medes and the Persians under Alexander the Great uh, likened to a leopard. And then there's a creature that's not specifically mentioned that is likened to the European Union, if you read the book of Daniel chapter 2 and the explanation thereof. So there are many symbolisms in the Bible that you need to understand as a student of the Bible and as a child of God. Okay? So the book of Job, which is one of the most scientific books in the Bible, is the book where God teaches Job, who was evidently ignorant about the sources of his troubles, about Star Wars. He needed to win in the stars before seeing victory here on earth. The glory of the stars also determine resurrection or spirit-filled life. So Paul talks about the different levels of the glory of the consolation. So in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 41 to 44, the Bible says, There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, it's raised in power. It is sown a natural body, and it's raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, there is a spiritual body. You see, this, the spiritual and the natural collaborate, they work together. They coexist, but one is in charge of the other, the spirit owns the natural, the spirit controls the natural. So the different glories of the sun, moon, and stars are likened to the resurrection of the dead, if you read that carefully. So your stars are programmed by your words. If you speak life, your stars will bring you life. If you speak death, they will bring exactly that. They will bring death to you. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So start speaking life. And your stars and your moon and your sun and every part of the constellation will be programmed to bring you blessings. I'm going to teach you a bit more in this particular topic. How God hears the heavens and the heavens hear, the earth and the earth hear, hears the deep and the deep hears us. And then and the deep hears the corn and the wine, the things that we use for business and for nutrition. And those things hear us. Okay, so take dominion over your stars by speaking God's revealed word and by talking in tongues all the time. You reap the harvest of resurrection life and the spirit-filled life. Well, thank you so much for listening to me. If you are listening to me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I am saved. Glory to God. And for the rest of you, my wonderful family, I love you so very much. Please subscribe 
to this podcast and favorite it as well and share it widely with your friends so that they may be blessed as well. I look forward to seeing you again and talking to you, my wonderful family, in the next episode. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.